Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too. We're a weekly podcast starring Indy Randawa. Hello, world. And me, Samantha Hees. Um, this week, we have all sorts of exciting things for you. Do we? Yeah, we do. Really? Yeah. I thought we were just talking about Dare Me. Yeah. What are the other exciting things? Well, that that's the exciting thing. But you said all sorts, meaning there's different varieties well, and there's, there's definitely more than one. Cheerleading and murder and inappropriate relationships. Mm-hmm. It's a very exciting. Slow week. motion. Slow motion. More slow motion. Texting. Looking longingly off camera. Letting music convey emotion rather than any writing or character development. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess they have all sorts of things. <laughs> so, Indy, I feel like you just told us what you feel about this show, but uh, as the name of the show will tell you, I loved this. Did you? No. Yeah, me neither. What? <laughs> Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I didn't love it the second watch. So you made me watch 10 hours of the show in a week because you had just watched it very recently Mm -hmm. you loved it so much you're like this is better than anything i've seen in the last in my life yeah there's no movie better than this this is the top thing and then you don't even really like it i my second watch i decided i didn't like it i thought i liked it a lot more than i did whoa i know i'm sorry can we just go home now are we we done we're home but (laughs) Shall we talk about it? I guess. Well, I want to hear more about what you think. Like, what what didn't hold up? So the first time I watched it, I found it more intriguing. And maybe it was the way that, like, I didn't know what was really going to happen or how they were going to show it. And now it spoiled it for me. And I didn't enjoy my second watch. Why are you silently laughing? <laughs> because I wrote in my notes... Um, this show tricks you into thinking it's good. It gives you a big reveal that's gonna happen at some point, and you keep wanting to watch just to see this payoff, but it just never comes and never mm-hmm. comes. And the last episode gets exciting, and we get to see some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, writing about how this show isn't good, but it has a lot of markings of a good show. It's shot well. There's a lot of cool visual things. The music is great. Mm-hmm. The performances are good, too. But what it does is it just tries to keep stringing you along without actually giving you content. Yeah. It's like a clickbait show. Yeah. It's like, what terrible thing happened? Click here to find out. And then you just have to keep watching the next episode and you have to keep clicking through the ads before you actually find out. And then... What I didn't realize is that there's going to be more seasons of this, so I don't actually even find out anything. I agree. Um, I l- agree with what you said about um, it's got a lot of things that a good show would have. Like, I really enjoyed the way that um, as the mystery kind of unfolds, you see a little bit of what's going to happen in that uh, episode. So, like, when um, Riri gets kicked in the face... You see the teeth falling into the milk at the beginning. Yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen, but you know it's going to be something involving that. There's a lot of good stuff in the show, and I feel like it's made by talented people. But in the end, it's not well written, and that's what holds it back. Yeah. Which I didn't realize on the first watch. (laughs) Um, Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share? I guess I could just reiterate what I was saying 
about how it kind of tricks you. Like, it seems like this show has something to prove. Mm -hmm. Like, not that the characters do, the show does. It's Mm -hmm. constantly telling you, like, look how gritty we are. And it's very in your face. But it feels like it's done by a 13-year-old about what they think high school is. Right. It does that thing that um, that a lot of shows do, especially Netflix ones that are targeted at a younger audience, where they, they tell you that this big thing happened right at the beginning, because that's going to pull you in. And then we always just want to see what's going to happen. How did this... How did this come about? But you have to get through these terrible episodes. You have to get through these lazy characters, these plots that don't really go anywhere. But you want to keep watching because you want that payoff. And then you feel like, well, I've put in this much work. Mm -hmm. So I have to see what happens. But then again, we don't even get the payoff at the end. We finally get a little bit of information in the last five minutes of this season. We get to hear more than we found out through the previous nine episodes, really. But it just, it tricks you and it makes you ignore all the flaws of the movie because you just want to know what happens next. Right. I feel like it's like a bad murder mystery where it's garbage, nothing makes sense, but it's written backwards. So at the end you can be like, oh, but it was so cool because actually this made this happen. Yeah. But if you follow it through knowing that, none of it really makes sense. And in this one, it's the character motivations that are like the most suspect. Hmm. Because how people act does not make any sense. Unless there's going to be some big reveal of like, hey, actually everyone was in on it and there's all of these convoluted backstories. Because how characters behave in this show doesn't really make any sense. No, not really. Especially um, Beth's character. When we were watching it, we watched the first four or so episodes like together three, four, yeah and if we're watching something for the podcast we don't talk about it no during because we talk about it here i think i got through to episode three before i was like this is terrible this person is very poorly written <laughs> but i do feel like this was almost like three acts the first third of this was very bad mm-hmm. it's a bad show the second third was confusing confusing but at least interesting and then the last third might even be good Uh it's not terrible either way it's fine some things actually happen so that seemed so much better than what we were seeing before so it made me kind of leave on a high note so maybe that also is part of that where it tricks you into thinking that it's it's good i definitely agree that the last three episodes are like good like they're interesting to watch they're fast-paced and you actually get answers but um Those first few episodes were uh, a little hard to watch. I did enjoy some of the characters in the show. I know that you have a lot to say about Beth, but I think think Beth could have been a lot less callous and, like, unexplainably angry. Are you familiar with the term straw man? No. The term a straw man argument just means someone who argues a point without any reason behind Mm -hmm. it. And a straw man in a movie is just someone who opposes something to create conflict, but Mm -hmm. there's no real motivation. And I feel like that's what Beth is. She'll just oppose something and be against someone for no reason at all. And it goes beyond teenage rebellion, which I think we're meant to believe that she's just rebellious and they give her a bit of a backstory about her parents and that's why she's acting out. But in reality... The things she does are so far against her own character often Mm -hmm. because she takes cheerleading very seriously and she's great at it. Yeah. 
But then this moment she gets a coach who is supposed to be one of the best coaches, she just goes like, well, I'm just going to sit on my phone and not care about it. But like, that's your one defining characteristic is how much you love cheerleading. Yeah. She just opposes things for no reason other than to create conflict for the TV show, not even to to create conflict in her life. Yeah, I agree. And you can definitely see that come out. And it did feel a little bit um, like episode to episode, like, oh, what's Beth going to be mad about this time? Or like... What's she going to do that's so crazy? And I feel like her rebellions went so far that they were, like, literally putting her in physical danger. At one point, she just grabs a gun and points it at her friends. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm going to shoot everyone. Why? Exactly. Why did that happen? What did that add? Other than to make us think, like, oh, Beth's so gritty and cool. And they write her in a way, like what would sound gritty and cool to a 15 year old maybe because she's just like yeah let's smoke blunts and drink patron i know the word patron i'm pretty cool huh guys yeah she's definitely something like you said earlier uh like what a 13 year old thinks high school is like yeah and like that cool girl cheerleaders this is what they do look at all this ironic detachment i have Exactly. Um, So yeah, I definitely, the first time I watched didn't have quite as big a problem with Beth, but I uh, definitely think that the second time I watched it, I was having a hard time getting through the first couple episodes just because of how crazy and unpredictable for no reason she was. Yeah, and it's fine to have a character like that, but there needs to be more motivation than just her saying like, oh, well, my mom takes a lot of pills and drinks so therefore all of this makes perfect sense she's just an actual psychopath yeah. not like hey fun rebellious it's it's poorly written is what it, it is. is it is because yeah anybody like this if they had even like a good coach would notice that they are literally spiraling into like madness Everything that she's doing is crazy and is like a huge cry for help. And someone who is an actual adult, not that there are any actual adults in this movie or in this show, but um, any like actual responsible adult would probably be like, hey, let's uh, let's look a little deeper into that because this is alarming. But it's not even someone spiraling into madness. It's someone who just needs to make conflict but not a person who does, a character who does. It's only done for the convenience of the TV show. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, now we have something interesting to talk about. Like the gun pulling thing that made no sense and had no ramifications on anything else. It just gave us something to talk about for that episode. Exactly. Because they needed something to make the first episode kind of interesting. She's so well summed up by her phone case. Do you remember Mm -hmm. her case? It was like a glittery middle finger yeah that that's best character right yeah. there it's like hey look sparkly but fuck you why exactly. no reason yeah and she just can't even leave a scene without saying something ominous why does any of that make sense why would she break into a crime scene look around and then just leave hints to her best friend saying like oh i know something that you did but she doesn't know anything yeah characters are so telepathic in this show too there's no reason they would be able to guess or know certain things but Mm -hmm. they just do because why not it makes the show easier to write one thing that you could tell was just the writers was like about the bracelet yeah that Addie was supposed to be wearing like would you notice if I didn't wear a bracelet for two weeks yeah actually I probably would but I mean like would you be like where is it why aren't you wearing it yeah I would demand it like hey wait a minute where's your bracelet 
<laughs> I'm fueled with rage. Yeah, like it I'm gonna go break into a murder scene, and I'm gonna assume that you did something about it now because you're not wearing your bracelet. Exactly, exactly. I'm like I, that doesn't make any sense to me because I go for months without wearing bracelets, and then we'll wear a bracelet for a couple of weeks and then take it off and never wear it again. But as we know in this, bracelets and necklaces are the biggest character traits of some of these people. Yes, exactly. And the music that they use for Beth. Anytime she appears in a scene, you can tell which scene it's going to be. Because like, she only has three types of Like things. her mood, yeah. yeah. She Sometimes it'll be music that's usually hip-hop based, or maybe it'll be dancey pop. And it's like, fuck yeah, motherfucker, let's go. Yeah, fuck, fuck. But of course, it's all this censored. This is an explicit episode. <laughs> but it's censored in the show. So it's showing how tough they are because they're like drinking and hanging out of sunroofs mm-hmm. listening to this music. But... It's also like so stupid because they cut out all the swear words. Yeah. And it's that's like a perfect encapsulation of the show of like being real hard and cool and gritty. But no, we don't actually like really know what that means because mm-hmm. we can't swear. So you have those ones where it's going to be her being crazy or you have this like ominous music and that's when she's going to do something evil she's like she'll be thinking and then she goes in the next scene like a cat creeping along something like like that or then there's the sad ethereal music where she'll be like laying somewhere and then we're like oh she has hidden pain her parents are bad it all makes sense this is character development but no it's just it's just music that's all it is yeah they definitely do overuse the music for um like telling you how to feel in any given scene. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit more later because I have, ooh, uh, that's my, maybe my single biggest complaint about this whole whole show. That's all the music? Yeah. yeah Which you, is very good. The music's quite good. It's good music, but it's also too much. We need like 10% music. And then back just on Beth, at about the halfway point in the show, she is probably raped. We don't get clarification, but it seems like that's what happened, right? Right. Yes. And I hate how they use this in this show. I hate in lazy scripts, you use rape in two ways. It's either used to show like this person's bad or the victim is good. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's so much more to it. Like that sexual assault shouldn't be just used as shorthand character development. Yeah. It's a big thing on its own. And shows like this just throw it away like, oh, yeah, she was raped. So now you feel sorry for her, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how it was used in this show. And yes, it worked. I did start feeling sorry for her and started not hating that character. At you that started point. caring for her a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I hate how it's used so like flippantly. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's something that I didn't really, it didn't hit me quite as hard in the first watch. The second watch um, which I watched it on the plane home last night, but it was very obviously done that way. Like mm-hmm. it was very kind of clunky, whereas the first watch I didn't quite notice it as much. Because so far it's added nothing to the actual story. No. And they don't even like dwell on it or let it land. They give it no importance. It has no importance more than like, hey, I know she's bad, but she was raped. So it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's hard to watch and problematic in a lot of weird ways. Well, we kind of covered Beth, so maybe should we move on and talk about her best friend, Addie Hanlon? Sure, Hanlon, my girl. Okay, so Addie is what Beth could be, basically. Beth could be the best cheerleader out there. She could be driven and serious and not a crazy person, but 
she's got too much stuff going on in the background, so Addie is the one who kind of shines and seems like the good girl normal person. What did you think of Addie? I like her, but I don't have a lot of great things to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of the audience's way in and you get to see like, yeah, hard work pays off. But she's also just manipulated by two different people and mm-hmm. in opposite ways. And that's kind of tough to watch. So I liked her. I think it was a good performance. I think the character is fine. But I, again, like I didn't like the show a whole lot. Yeah. So it was, it's hard to like say that it's a great character. It's mm-hmm. great relative to the other two big characters. I definitely think they could have taken her farther in either direction, right? Like, make her a little bit less straight-laced and, like, make her a little bit more crazy like um, like Beth. But I think that because they took her, like, they took her farther in one direction but not quite far enough, she wasn't, like, a strong enough character. Yeah. She was just kind of a puppet. there like and going there. along yeah. for the ride. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that her character could have been so much more had this been like a different story. And I think because this was based on a book, they had a little bit less wiggle room on how to develop characters. But I think Addie could have been a lot stronger of a character and they could have created better kind of plot or moments by using her as a stronger character. Does this follow the book closely? Because it's my understanding that it's quite far, so they could have just made the character whatever. It's kind of the settings. Um, Some of the situations are the same, but um, the book doesn't go into quite as much detail as obviously the show does because you can see it. Um, So the book is just kind of a rough outline of what the show ends up being. The show should have just been these 10 episodes. It's got to be at least two more seasons. One to two, yeah. I'm not. Are you going to watch them? I will because I'm trying to be a completionist, but I uh, I definitely am not super excited about it after watching this season again. You can report back to me because I don't think I'm going to watch all of them. <laughs> will do. Really, you can watch the last episode and then that's all you need. Yeah, apparently because that's the only episode with actual plot that matters. I think for this series, for Dare Me Season 1... You can watch the recap before the final episode Mm -hmm. and the final episode, and you're good. I feel like you could watch the first episode just to meet all the characters. Sure. First episode, last episode, and recap. I agree. Um, So I probably will end up watching it, but I don't think I'm super excited about it right now. So now let's move on and talk about Coach Colette French. Colette French. What a name. Yeah. Um, I started out liking her and then quickly started to dislike her i started out disliking her a lot and then at least grew to be somewhat interested in her yes okay that's a good way to put it yeah because yeah, there's definitely interest and she is a large part of the plot most of the plot mm-hmm. so i think that um i liked that she was she came across as a strong coach at the beginning but then she just like she went off the rails in the coaching aspect and then her life also went off the rails I never even got that she came across as a strong coach. I thought she came across as like egomaniacal and unnecessarily harsh. Yeah. Because none of it made sense. Like if you were coming out very harsh, which, yeah, I appreciate that style of coaching or teaching or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, but it was to no proper ends. 
Right. You don't get to see the benefits. Of course, we get to see like, hey, look, they're successful. But it never seemed like it was really attached to things that she did. Yeah. Is just she was mean and then they were successful. It wasn't she was mean and because of that they were successful. It's very true. I um, I'm going to talk about how I'm a coach again, but uh, there's no like there's all the hard moments in the middle that you kind of miss out on and you don't see them practicing stuff and you only see them do like a few things here and there. And so you never really see them doing anything but their workouts and then performing. Well, what I learned from this show, which uh, focuses on cheerleading, is that at the high school level, everyone on your team can tumble. Mm -hmm. They're all great. Yeah. It takes you about a week to put together a performance. Yeah. So that's what I've learned about cheerleading from this. Yeah. Both of those are accurate, right? Uh, Totally. Not accurate at all. But um, there is a lot more tumbling in the States for sure. What about Coach's home life with Mr. Coach? Mr. Coach. Um, They're going to build to something and there's going to be some sort of twist. But all we get presented with in this season is that her husband is super nice. She cheats because she's bored. Bored? Yeah. Or out of spite or something like that. It doesn't seem like it's well motivated. It doesn't seem to fit with the rest of her character. But her character likes. Beth a little bit doesn't seem to be well defined but really is just a collection of actions that cause conflict yes and kind of what people think a coach is like I guess I don't think that's what people think a coach like is just like. coming in and yelling at people I think they set her up right at the beginning like she comes in and she's wearing a leather jacket and she's smoking she's like oh, I'm a tough woman look at me and that's about the extent of her character development. But this woman should be uh, fired from her job if not charged. True. Like not even looking at the whole murder part. No, there's definitely some inappropriate coach athlete relationships happening. Yeah. Some, all, all of the relationships are inappropriate. She's having house parties and um, calling her athletes to murder scenes. And it's just... A lot of very inappropriate relationships. She has sex in her office, doesn't she? Yes. At school. Yes. She gets her own office. That's pretty cool. I want my own office. Yeah. She forgets about her newborn child a lot. Yeah, that baby is so new. She should still definitely be like remembering that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not that people forget about their kids, but I feel like there's still like a very high level of like needing your mom when you're that age. I, I'm going to go and say it. Even for older kids, you shouldn't forget them. Places. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying you should forget. But I feel like, should she not be like the number one person in her baby's life at that point? Well, she's also like a murderer who takes her cheerleaders out on affair dates with her. True. That was weird. Yeah. That was super weird. So if you've forgotten and you've watched the show, there's one point where Addie covers for the coach to her husband about uh, a date that the coach is going to go on with some dude that she knew in high school. Yeah. And then as a reward, the coach says, hey, Attic, why don't you come with me? Let's all have a date together. We'll go out into the woods, practice cheerleading while standing on uneven ground with roots poking out. That's yeah, no yeah, big that's deal. Totally either. safe. Um, and then I'll drop you, but then I'll suggestively fall on top of you and we'll just laugh and laugh while my affair partner looks on. That's cool though, right? Yeah, it's a totally normal thing to do. Not. 
Did you just do a knot? Yeah. What year is this? It's it's now. It's right now. It's 1995. Not. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> but even if like she's insane and like I need to cheat. Okay, that can be her thing, but why would she then just bring the girl along and like, hey, watch me do it? Yeah, that was a little weird because it's definitely the beginning of the inappropriate relationship between those two. Like, great, have one of your athletes babysit for you. That's that's normal. Like, that's the that's the extent. Even that, I was like, mm, it's a little. I I would say but that's fine. Babysitting is fine because you know them pretty well and yeah. you know that they're responsible or not responsible and you have like an idea of their character. But I don't think that bringing an athlete, an underage athlete, on a date with you is a really good idea. Oh, you don't? No. Huh. Hot takes. Hot takes. So I come from like the education world where I would never do anything related to one of my students outside of the school. Oh, okay. <laughs> so babysitting anything like that, I'd be like, nope, that's, it's, uh, it's unprofessional in my mind. And because of, there are a lot of like fiduciary laws. Oh, no, absolutely. That, and yeah, either way, this woman should be arrested. Absolutely. I think I end up having a very different relationship with my athletes than a teacher might. Yes. Yeah. Because it's very... Um, yeah, coaching is different. Coaching is teaching. close, and I definitely end up hearing a lot more about their lives than I think the teachers do, but mm -hmm. um, I think that I totally understand why you wouldn't want to have a student in your house babysitting. Yeah, and going on affair dates. <laughs> Don't take students on affair dates, okay? <laughs> that's, that's more of an alone time thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it, uh, <laughs> it definitely sounded wrong coming out of my mouth. So the last thing about Coach French is how still she stood at the front while her athletes were competing. I didn't understand that. Yeah, you need to be jumping up and giving counts and shouting things, right? Yeah. 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 I have like a sore throat after my kids compete because it's like intense. So that's that's your takeaway on on the coach. She's too nonchalant. She doesn't Not care. Not that like she forgets her baby because she's busy like oh, no, that's banging all, dudes in the office. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's all involved right. <laughs> but i'm i don't know that i'm a fan of her <laughs> between the being still and the the murder yeah she kind of lost me too yeah exactly only psychopaths stand still while their athletes are performing but i think she is no i think almost everybody in this show is legitimately a psychopath yeah outside from everyone being a psychopath the show is very like immature yes and it's Probably targeted at a teenage audience. But the book definitely was. It's trying to... Like, it seems like the first episode is meant to do two things. Like, it's meant to scare parents, and it's meant for kids to watch and be like, yeah, I'm cool and edgy, just like them. And, it's, yeah, again, it just seems like it was written by a 13-year-old of what they think high school will be like. And they use music to show how tough and edgy they are. But then all the swears are taken out, so it shows you, like, no, not that tough. But there's so many instances where it tries to touch on, like, some sort of meaningful subject matter. But it doesn't have the emotional intelligence to do it with any sort of tact at all. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the part where the coach goes on a rant about, like, oh, how it's so easy for a guy. And you're applauded just for showing up. And they call it babysitting when it's your own children. 
And for a second, I was like, yeah, you tell him. And then I was like, oh, wait, she's arguing right now because she forgot her baby because she was busy banging a dude in her office. Yeah. So, like, it gives you, like, good little moments. And you think, like, yeah, that's a good point. And then you're like, oh, no, wait, this show doesn't actually know what those things mean. No. They just saw it on a better show and put it into this one. It's like a skim of the surface yeah. of all these topics. Or, like, Addie and Beth had some sort of sexual relationship, yes? Mm probably yeah it seems like that's what they keep hinting at if they're gay just let them be gay i hate how it has to be like this dark secret that we hint at like they can just be gay that's yeah fine. there's that one season or there's that one scene where they kiss in the rain mm-hmm. and that does like you were saying it seems like a very like skim of the surface of these issues and these topics because i feel like the person who was writing it doesn't know a lot about that topic but it was controversial no. yeah they're playing it as it has the same weight as uh, the murder mystery part of this mm-hmm. and that's pretty fucked up to say like Whoever murdered this person is just as far in hiding as girls who like other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great. No, it's not. And they'll do some fun stylistic things. Like I loved the part you were talking about where we get to see some sort of blood at the beginning of most of the episodes. Yes. And then you find out later where it comes from. Or something very dark. It's yeah. not always blood, but it's it's something very dark. And that's a great technique. Mm-hmm. So that's like a little bit of like artistic foreshadowing that you wouldn't see in a lot of other shows Mm -hmm. and they have good ideas like that but that is maybe the only one that is actually successful and that pays off right like they did this one bit where everyone keeps saying things about like murder and death so like the day after the the military guy dies Mm -hmm. we still think it's a suicide at that point but Addie goes to school and then everyone's like, oh, we killed it the other day in cheer class. And she's like, oh, kill. Murdered. Oh, those. you murdered that test. And she's like, oh, murder. And she's like, oh, wow, the weather today is like suicide that you didn't report. And you're like, wait, that's a little bit of a stretch. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're trying to do something good, but it's handled so poorly. And any information is just presented to anyone whenever they need it. Because Addie's mom says, well, well, I can't tell you anything about an ongoing case. It's against the law. And besides, it's really gruesome and you're a kid. But here's what I learned. So her teeth were knocked out. And that's funny because, and she just tells the whole thing after saying how I can't tell you anything. And none of them have to work very hard to get information. No, they tell you, I can't tell you anything and then proceed to tell them every detail. Mm hmm. And people are just telepathic. They can tell what someone's thinking constantly. They know what happened when they weren't around. They, I think everyone in the show had watched the show. You know, there's no reason for Beth to suspect that Addie and her coach killed someone. Right. There's no reason from what she's witnessed to think that. But she instantly thinks that. Yeah. Of course she's right, because then we can just be like, yeah, of course she would think that. It's the truth. But there's no reason for that. It's like jealousy coming through that she has no reason to be jealous about. And then at the, I think it's the last episode, they do a cheer where they just pretend to shoot each other right after that guy got shot. Yeah, that was, uh, that was distasteful. Yeah. And that's the one time also they start swearing in that. Yeah. They swear in the cheer. That's weird. But there's no swearing at any other point. Even these like coke-fueled military-slash-teenager orgies that are going on. No swearing there. No. But during a high school cheer, the cheerleaders all say fuck together. Yeah. That was a little odd. Yeah, that... Um, 
part of the final episode made me very, uh, very uncomfortable. I am amazed you could get through this show because I'd seen some movies that have teachers in like uncomfortable situations and I do not like watching yeah. it. If there's like a teacher student relationship, it grosses me out. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I'm doing something wrong just watching it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. And then in this one, it's a whole nother level. It's true. Yeah, that definitely was something that made me uncomfortable watching as a coach, seeing another coach doing all these like crazy things that like you should not be involving underage athletes in. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that I kept watching because I wanted to see if she ever got any like redemption. Um, but she doesn't. Or comeuppance. Or comeuppance. Yeah, I guess that's, that's better fun... than redemption. But like, yeah, if she ends up kind of paying for her actions um, and her conduct, but she doesn't. Uh, I think that I hope that in the next season – there's a little bit of like retribution against her because it's definitely something that like you shouldn't just as like a normal thing in life. One thing that I enjoyed in the show was um the expression of the characters through their fashion choices. So you can definitely tell um that when they're in their two uniforms they're like united. They're all the same. They're all kind of on the same part, even if the social structure doesn't allow for that, like um, Beth's little sister. Oh, the fetus. The fetus. Uh, you kind of, like, Beth is forced to hold her at the same level when they're all in uniform because they're not supposed to be fighting or, like, being mean to each other or anything um, because they have a job to do. And I think that um, you see the difference between all the kind of social structures within the team when they're dressed for school. So you see, um, like, Beth and her friends all dress in short skirts or tank tops. And Addie is kind of in between, like, both groups. So the um, little sister and her friends are more covered up. They're not quite dressed as, like, sexily as um, Beth and her friends. And Addie kind of floats between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's another one of those good techniques that's employed. But then, like, kind of ultimately lost amongst (laughs) all sorts of other things. Yeah, I agree. Um, Did you have any thoughts on the style of the show? It's a really cool-looking show. Oh, very. It seems to be in that vein of, after Riverdale, a lot of shows have this kind of almost a neo-noir, where it's... Mm -hmm. It's, like, darker. It's darker. It's kind of Mm ethereal-looking. And they have all of those slow motion music breaks, like so, so often. And for a while, I thought, oh, this is cool. Because I'm someone who actually likes those like transcendental movies and how emotions are just encapsulated in, in somebody walking across a room. Right. But this show just relies on the music to tell you what to think. Mm-hmm. And it does it so constantly that it, it got so annoying. I remember we were talking about Gilmore Girls and how that's a 40-minute show that would have an 80-page script. Right. While most 40-minute shows have 40-page scripts. I feel like this is a 40-minute show that has a 20-page script. Right, because there's so little dialogue. There's so much of just somebody walking in slow motion with music playing. And they have a lot of great music choices. And the score itself, the original stuff, is, is quite good. 
but it's so heavy handed that mm-hmm. it doesn't give you a chance to make up your own mind about anything. It's the equivalent of a character just coming up and saying like, I'm angry, I'm going to go do some bad stuff now. And you might as well just say it to the camera because it's it's so heavy handed. Yeah, I agree. There's even instances where one song would cut and then another song would start. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even have a transition of dialogue in the middle. It would just be slow motion, sad music of someone coming in and then they would see somebody and then it'd be slow motion, angry music because they're reacting to that. So they would just, I wonder if it's just almost taking the place of the narration that you would get from the book. Mm-hmm. But it's not even that because it's usually not about Addie. It's about all these other people. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have insight into their mind anyway, but it's the equivalent of constant narration. Yeah. It's not needed. And that was probably the most annoying thing in this show is just how much music and walking there is. It's all the music, all the walking. Yeah. This should just be called music and walking. Or music and looking, music and driving. True. There was a lot of driving and a lot of looking. I think we're kind of getting to the end of the things we have to say. I wanted to say some fun little things from the show. Like, hey, remember when a couple of cheerleaders had an ice off? Meaning you have to get into a tub full of, of ice. ice bath and one got hypothermia? Because she wouldn't just get out, though. Instead, she drowned or started to drown and nobody would lift her out. No. And they're just like, oh, I guess she's dead. She's huh. in a tub. They were it's all like just kind of standing there. Six inches away, so I guess we can't yeah, do anything. standing there staring at her. But also, she could have just gotten out. She could have. But I think it was a pride thing at that point. I don't think it was uh, like a like i'm in danger kind of thing it was like uh no i'm gonna beat my big sister because i'm better than her yeah remember when uh, a few 16 year old girls go to a really dingy bar just walk in nobody stops them or anything and there's guys playing pool and everything but nobody notices all the 16 year old cheerleaders so then they have to do a dance and stomp and talk about how like hey we're here to fuck all the boys <laughs> That's the only way they could get attention because yeah. normally if you walk in in your cheerleading outfit to a dingy bar in the middle of the day in as the, well. Yeah, it was definitely not evening. And it's a bunch of military guys or unemployed guys. It was a combination of the two. They wouldn't really notice you. No. So you have to do a stomp dance. Exactly. Stomp dances. That's how we get attention. Remember the first time Addie goes to Coach's house? The coach says, hey, sit on my bed. Feel it with your skin. Yeah, you need to feel that against your skin. That's so gross. Don't say that. Yeah. And then the coach says like, oh, it reminds me the first time I got my period. Why would you say that? And then Addie says, this is my favorite room. She hasn't been in any other room. No, she's been in like the living room that she probably walked through and the nursery. Or sometimes Addie just comes over and goes like, hey, do you want to go fuck someone for a while? I'll watch your baby. And then coach is like, yeah, you know what I do. And then she goes and does it. <laughs> you know how you show up at your adult friend's house and tells them to go like, go uh, have an affair. Yeah. I'll make sure your kid doesn't die. Or after the whole murderer thing, Addie, who has all the information on the coach, says like, you need to let me in. And she's texting her and they're both watching each other through the front window and the coach just refuses and she's like please let me in let me in you know i know about all the murder stuff and she's like no too bad but then it just cuts to them like dancing in the rain no doesn't it you're missing an entire scene okay but then they just go dance in the rain no they have like a whole heart to heart like session in the backyard and then the coach says i need to go do something and then it starts to rain so then they're doing tumbling and dancing in the rain right that makes all of them to make themselves feel better right 
Yeah. About the burger. I'm like, what are you talking about? There was like 20 minutes worth of like scenes in the middle there. Well, it wasn't slow motion music, so I forgot about it. <laughs> and also, I think it was probably three minutes, Tubbs. I think it was like 10 at least. We're going to go time it. Someone out there, watch that scene, time it out. Let us know. And we find out that he drinks milk out of the carton from right from the supermarket. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I wasn't paying attention. No, to that, you clearly so. weren't. <laughs> okay. You're forgiven. She had better be trying to pin the murder on Addie. Right? It has to be that. Because or else, why would you be like, hey, I murdered this guy. Come over and see. There's no mm-hmm. reason for that. Unless she's trying to get it like, oh, see, she was at the crime scene because she stepped in the blood. She also drops her phone in the blood mm-hmm. and picks it up. But they never mention that Wouldn't it that be part. all over her car? And then you yeah. see it on the phone and she puts it into her pocket. So it'd be all over her hoodie. All over her tear shoes. She touches the teeth, so, like, you'd think that her fingerprints would be on them. Something, yeah. Something. Yeah, the coach is like, don't touch anything. And then she goes and picks up teeth, and she doesn't stop her from doing that. No. She's picking up human teeth. So I'm assuming you wouldn't recommend this to other people. No, although when the last episode ended, I didn't feel as negative about it as I do right now. Hmm. Because when we're talking about all the problems with it you're like yeah that makes no sense it's poorly done but in the last episode you kind of get caught up in the like oh what happened oh this and i think that might be why i thought it was so good was because i was really only remembering the last episode or the last two episodes where things really like go quickly and wrap up Uh, one last little thing at one point someone says you know what coach says if you gaze into the abyss the abyss gazes into you uh, that's not the coach. She didn't come up with that. That's Frederick Nietzsche. Just, just to put that out there. <laughs> he who fights with monsters should be careful, lest he thereby become a monster. And if thou gaze long into the abyss, the abyss will also gaze into thee. You would have an extended Nietzsche quote. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something to entertain myself. That's probably what I was uh, looking up when I missed the scene about milk carton drinking because that was clearly more important that's how they found each other again because of milk carton drinking yeah because she needed milk okay you know what we're into it tell me tell me why milk carton drinking is so important um so she says i was so bored in my life i made it up an excuse that we needed milk just to get out of the house and then she turns the corner in the milk aisle and sarge is there drinking milk directly from the carton And then they end up talking, and then they end up having lots of sex. So they ran into each other at the supermarket. Yeah, but they hadn't seen each other since high school. Okay, but they just ran into each other. Yeah. It's not really a milk carton-specific story. No. But he drinks it in the supermarket? Uh, Yeah, I don't understand why. That should have been the first sign that there's something clearly wrong with that person. Mm -hmm. Don't drink milk in the supermarket. No. They should throw him out. He should be fired from his job for for drinking milk out of the carton in the supermarket. And he clearly has strong feelings on milk in the supermarket. Well, I don't think that's a me thing. Would you drink milk out of the carton while at the store? No. No, that's not something... You know what? I usually make the argument of, like, society's whatever we make of it. But nope, that should be a rule. You shouldn't be allowed to drink milk <laughs> out of the carton at the market. Okay, you're right. Right, right. I'm going to start a big Twitter argument with someone about this, I'm sure. Is it going to be me? (laughs) Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm not. You are. When was the last time I tweeted? I don't know. I know you're there. Well, I had to reserve my name just in case. We all do. I tweet for the show. 
Yes, you do. Andy is the big tweeter on the show. Please never call me that again. Big tweeter? I'm going to get you a shirt with that on it. Okay, well, I think we've come to the end of our discussion on Dare Me. I feel like the consensus was not great. Um, but there were a couple things that stood out for both of us. So, um, Indy, any final thoughts? Yeah, I guess. Um, there's a lot of, like, pretty good things that this show does. There's some techniques that are employed, but poorly. I kind of appreciate the ambition, but there's things like, um, like, of course, the music and slow motion stuff. It can be great when it's underscoring emotion, but it can't take the place of actual character development, and that's what it feels like this is doing. It feels like everyone is just getting a theme song constantly, and characters so often act in ways that are inexplicable unless they know that they're on a TV show, and this TV show specifically. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't. And they have no reason to believe the things they believe a lot of the time. And of course, it turns out to be right. So then we don't really question it as viewers. But yeah, a lot of it just doesn't make sense. And if you actually sit and think about this show, the worse it gets. But a lot of the style is so well done. And the performances, I think, are pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And the direction is quite good. That it masks all of these flaws. Like, it's a pretty facade, but there's no structure there's no heart to the show. Mm. There's no real meaning or character development. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty and lazy, I think is what it is. Pretty and lazy. Yeah. Just like you on a Sunday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling me pretty. Well, I'm glad you latched onto that and not the lazy part. <laughs> because we both know what we're doing on a Sunday. We both were literally just lying on the couch before we... <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday. And uh, we're both going, oh, let's just watch the end of this episode. <laughs> Uh, not of dare me though no of something else it's funny because we had two shows kind of on the go and the other show makes us feel so good yeah that it was such hard work to stop that and watch dare me it was it was a very that might have been another part of why i didn't like it again this this time around was because we were watching something so like pure and happy and then on the other hand we were watching this show that's like a murder mystery and there's lots of like bad things happening and it's very dark and it's not as good the characters aren't likable like they are on we can just say it no 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 on a show that i have picked that we will be doing in the future exactly so um yeah i agree with everything that you said i don't think i have anything to add wow so yeah not not a fan of dare me not a fan of dare me but i seem to remember a week ago he's saying it was so great yeah you live and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt of you shrugging, saying, and then uh, it, underneath it says, you live and you learn. <laughs> and it's just about you watching Bride Wars and Dare Me and things that you and Sister Grey. And then you watch them and you're like, mm, right, well, ruined me for everything now. So. <laughs> No, I've upped your standards. Um, and you stopped liking it all on your own. Yeah, you're right. I was going to point out that it wasn't good here, but you you had already made up your mind that it wasn't good. True. You're right. You're very right. I just am going to use that soundbite in all of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm, that, that I'm right? You saying that I'm right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go re-edit City of God. No! <laughs> you can't re-edit anything. <laughs> I think this movie was great. Yeah, you're very right. The end. 
42 <laughs> second like episode. 42 second episodes. I thought uh, your entire podcast was like hour, hour and a half episodes. Now it's just you saying something's great and then Sam says you're very right. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we will be na- back next week. Um, let us know what you thought of Dare Me. And uh, Indy will be introducing kind of a different episode for us. Yeah, we're not actually sure what our next episode is going to be because we have lots of things on the go. It could be our awards episode. That'll be within the next three episodes. So we want to hear from you, things you like about the show, things you don't, your favorite movies, maybe movies that you saw for the first time because of this, anything like that. Yeah. We have a, a full hour that we're just going to do whatever. And we're going to wear ball gowns. So get your ball gown ready. Yeah. I had to get a, my ball gown altered. Okay. Well, we will see you next week when we discuss Indy's newest pick and uh, or talk about awards. It's going to be a weird episode next week. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. They're not, it's not going to be a normal episode. A very special episode. Yeah. Just like this one. Okay. Well, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.